This is Mental Health and You with WCPA. We're your hosts, Taylor Kennedy, Caitlin Schaefer, and Jacqueline Simplecamp. Our podcast covers mental health topics for you. From us, licensed mental health professionals. Let's get to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mental Health and You. This week, we received a great question from a listener. They asked, you guys have mentioned a few times about a therapeutic relationship. Can you explain what that is? So finally, we are addressing what we mean when we say therapeutic relationship or alliance. We want to dive into this conversation because the therapeutic relationship, we believe, is one of the most important parts of therapy. It definitely is, Taylor. And we just want to note for a quick moment that we will use the word relationship and alliance interchangeably. And it's true. The relationship, the alliance between the client and the therapist isn't really talked about enough. So we want to share the importance of it and also kind of what to expect when you're building that with your therapist. Just in case you guys were wondering what alliance means, in case there's any confusion, alliance, I would say, is just when two neutral parties come together to work towards a common goal. But again, relationship, alliance, whatever, same thing. And in my opinion, successfully forming this with your client and having that firm foundation of that working relationship is pivotal to the success of sessions, addressing the presenting problem, future problems, and just long-term work in general. Of course, this is going to look different for different clients um, based on their needs, age, right? But I feel like I'm really able to create this partnership Um, and that working aspect of it more with my teenagers, young adults, and older adults in general. I'm not sure about you guys. I always say that taking time to build a strong therapeutic relationship is the most important thing, in my opinion. Without that foundation, you can't really build off of that because how can you work with a therapist if you don't have that bond and that trust between the two of you? It would be like expecting to tell a stranger all of your inner thoughts and feelings and that just doesn't make sense that's not comfortable so I wholeheartedly believe that the therapeutic process starts with that relationship and that alliance you know no matter the age of the client or bring or what brings them to therapy and I mean really really to simplify it having that working relationship or alliance right with your therapist is knowing you have that safe place an individual with unconditional positive regard for you, that unbiased, non-judgmental relationship that views you as the expert on you. I'm really glad that you explained it that way because sometimes people think that therapists might act as authority figures or teachers or even sometimes friends. And in reality, again, we're more of neutral parties who are here to support you in a collaborative and non-judgmental way. That non-judgmental piece, I think, is really important for people to understand because we want you guys to feel comfortable and know that we're not going to think what you say is weird or not okay. And again, we just want it to be a comfortable experience. You know, while we have knowledge and skills that we bring to the table, we're not here to give you advice or tell you what to do. We definitely want our clients to be the drivers of this experience and show up as their true selves. I think therapists value authenticity and genuineness the most. And with that being said, we will be authentic and real with you. And we want our clients to feel like they can do the same. So again, part of feeling comfortable in this process and in this way is having a therapist who is the right fit for you. Finding the right fit in a therapist is honestly just so important. And as the client, you have a right to set the expectation of what you're seeking from therapy. So I always encourage, um, ask questions, right, in your initial session. 
to get a good feel of the therapist and if they will be a good fit for you in your therapeutic journey. For instance, a client presenting with anxiety might want to come into their first session asking their therapist some questions, such as what strategies that therapist might utilize when working with anxious clients. Together with your therapist, you'll really be able to come up with a plan to address your presenting problem. I really think that collaboration piece of working with a therapist is so important. It's definitely a team effort and finding the right person to do that work with will help you reach your goals. A huge thing to expect out of therapy, in my opinion, is identifying areas you want to improve and how to truly set goals for yourself in order to create growth in these identified areas. So this really requires hard and sometimes, well, oftentimes uncomfortable emotional work on the client end. But in my opinion, the therapeutic relationship, like we talked about, impacts our client's ability to do that uncomfortable work and feel comfortable doing it. I mean, definitely impacts their if they can be successful and, you know, just in general in therapy and creating that long lasting change. And I think it feels good to take some ownership of your goals and work together with someone who can help support those changes. You know, then from there, your therapist can point things out to you that align with your goals and help keep you on track. So we talked in one of our very first episodes about the importance of setting goals. And in sessions, I like to ask my clients pretty directly what their short-term and long-term therapeutic goals are. And this allows us as the therapist to get a better understanding of how to support you and where you're wanting to head, the growth you know, you're wanting to make. And it might be important to consider here, though, that if we're working with a family or a couple, each individual might have different goals. So we have to kind of work together and that collaboration piece again comes into play in those situations to find a common goal, as well as being open to each other's individual need for their own specific areas of growth. That's so true, Caitlin, because for example, like I had a new client this morning and it's a high schooler, right? So during the first session, I asked her parents, what are you wanting your daughter to get out of this experience? And then after mom and dad left the room and I had the one-on-one time with her, okay, what are you wanting out of this experience? And now Mm -hmm. let's work together to find a common goal, or maybe their goals are interconnected, which is oftentimes the case. And goals are normally ever-changing, right? Once you hit one goal, you move on to the next. But as challenging as it can be as a therapist, it's so important to meet our clients where they're at. So what goals they have for themselves, what they find most important, and meet them there. We can't you know, work harder than they do at meeting their goals. And we can't want it for them more than they want for themselves. Yeah. And the reason really that this is so important too, is because once, you know, as the client, you reach your goals and start feeling those changes and day-to-day successes, you get to own them, right? That's on you. You get to take the empowerment that you feel from reaching those. And I've had clients say sometimes, we probably all have, right? That like, oh, I couldn't have done this without you. And most of the time, our responses are always to remind them that they did all the hard work. We were just here as a support and, you know, giving them some tools and strategies to reach their goal, but they did it. This is their success. Uh, We're only there to offer that support and guidance. If we did all the heavy lifting, our clients wouldn't have that fulfillment that they truly deserve in reaching their goals. And I think a common misconception of therapy in general is that the problem, quote unquote, that someone comes in to talk about can be fixed and finished with in just a few sessions. 
it's true that a certain event might bring you to counseling, but where you go from there will most likely be so much more. It's typical to work with your therapist in a long-term way, meaning there are no quick fixes and lasting changes can't happen overnight. Therapy even becomes part of someone's weekly or every other week routine, and it's part of how people take care of themselves in general. And actually, so I don't know if any of our listeners are into like exercising or maybe biking because I recently got a Peloton. And one of the instructors the other day when I was doing a ride was talking about how he goes to weekly therapy. And I was thinking, oh, look, just another example of someone who has put it into their routine. I love that. That's yeah, great. so I just think so, awesome. so much more normalized in a lot of different areas. And actually, too, so not to brag on our practice, but I love how we have clinicians who stay here for years because we have clients we work with for the long term. Again, like we're not here to just work with people for just a few sessions and have it be done. And um, Having clinicians who stay here for a long time means that when someone is ready to terminate or take a break from therapy, their person is more likely than not to still be here when they come back and want to work on something else again in the future. And yeah, and just having that standing relationship can make things a lot more comfortable because you don't have to retell your story. You already have that relationship and you can just pick back up where you left off last time. Yes. Cause I think that's one of the hardest parts for people, right? Is if they end therapy and then want to go back and whoever they were working with before maybe isn't available or whatever, having to restart their whole story is oh. exhausting. Yes. And I have found that it kind of turns some clients away even. So oh, I yeah. agree, Jacqueline, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. It's like, oh, I opened up to one person. They're not here. Let me retell my story again. Okay. Hold mm-hmm. on. Let me go talk to you about something super hard to talk about for the fourth or fifth or sixth time. Like, oh my goodness. Why would I even start the process again? You're so right. right. That's why we want this alliance to be long-term and know that we're available for you as you know we kind of evolve and develop in life and different things come up. But we also, we definitely understand that for many clients, they are kind of just looking for more of a short-term relief or support when they enter counseling. For others, they might be more aware that they have held on to things for too long, maybe, and they need to unravel some deeper things to lead a happy and healthy life. So like we said, as therapists, we'll always work with the client and their current needs. But I think we do probably encourage people to consider the benefits of a more long-term outlook for their mental health. That's true because it can look different in different phases, right? But our goal is always for the client to be able to manage on their own, right? We want to teach long-lasting life skills and ways of coping and managing so that their success isn't dependent on anyone but themselves. So we're working towards termination. Even if you come back, it's still important to know that If you need it, it's there, even if that is like a six month check in or, you know, as you go to college and then maybe you take a break and you move back and you pick back up, whatever that looks like for you, that's okay. But it's once you form that relationship, it's so important not to have to try to reform it. It's definitely what I've kind of come to expect when working with my clients in their initial session is going over that, that, hey, like this isn't a quick fix. What normally brings you to therapy isn't. This is just the straw that broke the camel's back, right? So Mm -hmm. as humans, our current struggle, our current mental state is often a reflection of deeper rooted needs that need to be met or explored um, in order to move forward. 
Yeah. And I mean, it might sound intimidating, right? To think about having to dive into those things other than just the current problem that brings you into our office. I've had adult clients tell me that they've been avoiding coming to therapy for years because what they know they need to work through just isn't easy. So we definitely understand that. And our goal really is to work with clients at whatever pace feels comfortable and brings them the most success. However, with that said, sometimes we get to a point with our clients where we've developed a really great working relationship with them. And we might be able to challenge them a little bit more to explore some of those deeper things that they haven't been ready to go over yet. Um, We want to see you reach your goals. We want you to feel fulfilled in that. So as we grow and evolve as individuals, our therapeutic needs and goals usually do too. I'm so glad that you mentioned clients who have said that they've taken a few years to get into therapy because um, I think with the pandemic too, especially some clients are like, all right, now it's time. This has pushed me over the edge. Mm -hmm. I've had years of buildup and now I'm finally ready to address these concerns because now they're kind of in my face. And so not to make light of the situation, but I think even just the pandemic has helped people come in and start working on stuff. And all in all, I think what we've said can be summed up is that therapy is hard work. It's definitely not easy to purposefully talk about and work on things we might normally avoid. It can be challenging and even painful at times, but that's where the growth happens. And let me tell you, experiencing that growth is so rewarding And when you find the right therapist, that only helps you be able to work on that growth. I had someone once tell me like, when you're uncomfortable, lean in. Mm -hmm. So at first I was like, yeah, no. Like, why would I ever lean into something that's uncomfortable? I'm going to go into like problem solving mode. I'm going to lean out actually. (laughs) But like you said, Jacqueline, that's where growth happens. And it doesn't happen where you're comfortable. So it's a hard There's such a weight lifted too when we do that, right? Yes, right. Like it's, because it's almost freeing. Yeah. The being in the depths of it is so hard, but once we get kind of past that, it is so freeing. Right. Cause you've like denied yourself or haven't given yourself permission to explore those depths. And then yeah. once you do and you do it successfully and you've done that uncomfortable growth, it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, who is she? Exactly. But, yeah. Therapy is definitely a process, it's a journey. And One of the goals I've always had for myself, and I think I've mentioned it on previous episodes, but it's something my mom taught me and my sisters growing up, and that's the importance of being a lifelong learner. And therapy really is one of the best ways for me, but also in general, I think, for people to kind of make that commitment to themselves and be committed to being a lifelong learner, even if that is just learning about yourself. Yeah, I love that, Taylor, because it's so true. We have to always be open to learning about ourselves. We give time to other people and we deserve that time for ourselves as well. Therapy really is. It's one of the best ways to be a committed, lifelong learner of yourself. Yeah. And along with being a lifelong learner, I think that having a standing therapeutic alliance with someone really aids in that. And just to give you guys an example, I had a client say once that they want me to just kind of know like where they're at in school, who that friend is that they're talking about, what they mean by when they say certain things about their family. Like they want me to know them. And I think if you have that constant person to work with throughout phases of your life, that is just going to help in that lifelong learning. Aw, I love that you do that for people. You're so great. (laughs) 
Well, I just think that client explained it really well because again, when you have that working relationship, it's so true. Some things you don't have to fully explain anymore. You just kind of know it about that person. Yeah. It's like a deeper understanding. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Jacqueline, I think the beauty of that is as therapists, if we can know those details about their life, maybe what might seem like the simple details, but that end up being kind of the important ones that grow the alliance, um, we get to a good rate place of growth. And then our clients you know, might terminate or they might want to take a break, but when they come back, they might just come back in for a monthly check-in. It's important to know that therapy isn't an all or nothing experience. It's a positive thing to be able to come back when you need to, to address other things that come up in your life. Agreed. There's plenty of in-between. I think we've really been able to explain how important and the large impact finding the right therapist can have on you and forming that relationship with them can have on your success. Finding that good fit and developing that strong therapeutic relationship is priceless and will help clients engage in that long-term work more effectively. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of um, today's episode for sure. And for what it's worth, if you don't feel like a therapist is a good fit for you after a few sessions, please be honest with them. Only you know if you are getting the most out of your therapy experience. And if you're not, it's so important you let um, us as therapists know because we want to hear about that and figure out how to best support you. Whether that means maybe changing what, you know, our approach or referring you to someone else that you might find is a better fit for you. I mean, that's, that's our job. You're so right, Caitlin. Like, meeting them where they're at best serving them and if that's if it's out of our area of expertise and they need that referral like you were saying or you know we need to change our approach that's our job and I tell my clients from the jump if I'm doing something and you don't like it if you don't like when I do this tell me if you'd rather approach it in a different way tell me because I want them to know that they're the expert and it's my job to meet them where they're at and best serve them So if they don't like my approach or they want a different technique, I mean, it's my job to listen and do that for them. I love that you pointed that out, Caitlin. Yeah, we are here as that support and again, allowing them that empowerment on their journey. This was a great convo, guys. I'm really glad we were able to have this talk and hopefully we were able to answer our listeners question for this week. So let's talk about next week. We're going to get into a conversation about setting boundaries. How do you set those boundaries with the people you love? It's a challenging yet necessary skill to learn. I am not joking. I am really looking forward to that conversation next week. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye.